Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets, the CBS 21 weather podcast. I am meteorologist Steve Knight. It has been an eventful weather week talking about the biggest heat wave of the summer. And uh, I would normally caution that or couch that by saying the biggest heat wave of the summer so far. But with only mere days left uh, until summer ends, I am extremely confident at this point that uh, that will go down as the biggest heat wave of the summer. Uh, broke a record earlier this week, tied a record another day, came close, missed a tying a record by a degree uh, on Wednesday. So, yeah, it, very hot, very humid for us here. And, uh, in fact, uh, getting up to 97 degrees on uh, Labor Day, that shattered the record for that date. Uh, we broke the record by four degrees and uh, 97 on Labor Day, that is very, very hot. It's actually one of the warmer temperatures uh, ever recorded here uh, in the month of September. I believe the all-time record in September, I believe there was a day that we did hit 103 uh, in September. I forget the year. I feel like it was sometime back in the 60s. But, um, yeah, it was like top 10 in terms of hottest days ever on record here in central PA. Now, you know, we always talk about this and it's funny because this brings to mind something that I often have to correct people on, even in our own newsroom. Um, when they write scripts, um, they will scripts that have to do with weather. And I'm talking about scripts that uh, actually, you know, make it onto the air, actual, you know, news scripts. Uh, sometimes we'll have a producer that will say something like, you know, uh, 97 degrees set the all time record. Uh, and, you know, I always have to say, eh, pump the brakes. Uh, we have to say on record, the highest temperature on record, because we only have reliable weather data that moves forward from the late 1800s. So for all we know, you know, in uh, 1246 uh, here in central Pennsylvania, uh, the uh, the Native Americans were dealing with a high temperature of 105. We, we just don't know. Um, you know, and, and going to talk more about Hurricane Lee here in a moment, but run into that all the time. Um, just had a just had a conversation in one of our news meetings where talking about the path of uh, Hurricane Lee. And if some of the forecast guidance, which is now, you know, over a week out. So, you know, take this with a grain of salt. But if some of the forecast guidance uh, were to come to fruition, we could have a landfalling hurricane. In September, in Maine, um, there is a possibility of that happening late next week, uh, where the first landfall of Hurricane Lee will actually be in the United States in Maine. Now, it would likely be significantly weakened by then because of the colder waters that it would be over and the journey it would take to get it to Maine. But still, a uh, possibility you know, could be landing as a hurricane in Maine and Someone said to me right away, well, you know, has that ever happened? And I said, well, off the top of my head, not that I can recall, but since the dawn of time, yes, that has happened. We just don't know when. Uh, even if we don't have a hurricane ever on record that has made landfall in Maine, which I'm not even sure that if we do or we don't. Uh, I do know this much. It's been a long time since we had a, a hurricane that made its initial landfall. First time it ever makes landfall is in the state of Maine. Uh, that would really be threading the needle. Um, but having said that, you know, it's certainly possible. 
off the top of my head, I don't recall a storm that has ever done that of, of, you know, that we know that we know historically that we know the forecast path, but you know, you, you, you can never say never there again, you know, native Americans in 1126 in Maine uh, may remember the great hurricane <laughs> that struck Maine in the year 1126. I, we, you know, we, we will never know. Um, so I always have to kind of pump the brakes on people and say, before we say something has never happened or before we say all time record, let's just make sure that we, we always say, you know, on record, uh, as far as we know, since the late 1800s, uh, those are, you know, where our, and if, when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, since the dawn of time and the weather information that we have since the, the late 1800s, one of the analogies that I was given in one of my meteorology classes was the professor said, uh, that's, you know, the dawn, think of the dawn of time up until, you know, 1880 as the empire state building. Okay. And then, you know, the reliable records that we have since 1880 until now, that would be uh, about as thick as a dime. It'd be like placing a dime on top of the empire state building. So a lot has happened on this planet weather-wise uh, long before the year of uh, 1880. So uh, just a little perspective when we, when we talk about weather, but yeah, quite the heat wave, the heat wave that is breaking down, of course, this podcast is always dropping on a Friday. We're getting geared up for the potential for more storms to be coming our way into the weekend. And unfortunately, it does look like some of these storms could mess with Friday night football plans. Uh, they're going to be moving in from the south and west. So places like Franklin County and Adams County will see them first. And then they will start to overspread the region. So, you know, I do think there's, you know, a decent chance that places like uh, Lancaster, Lebanon counties, uh, Dauphin County, uh, you might get your games in, um, give or take your average high school game, depending on how it goes, about two hours, right? So, you know, there's a real scenario where there are areas uh, of our viewing area that don't see storms until after nine o'clock. The other wild card, though, is obviously if there's lightning in the vicinity, uh, if lightning is spotted, you know, somebody, a referee spots it, or maybe even somebody spots it from the press box, from high above the press box. They are going to flag it and call a delay, um, as they should. Uh, we're talking about the safety of, of you know, uh, students and fans, uh, players, coaches, referees. So, you know, sometimes uh, you, you will see a lightning delay because lightning has been spotted by a game official. And sure, maybe that thunderstorm is, you know, 15 miles away. And, you know, if you were, had the benefit of a radar and a meteorologist on site who could tell you, Look, it is actually safe to play on uh, because, you know, where we're at right here uh, as it stands right now has, you know, no chance, no threat of there being lightning in our area. Yes, you are spotting lightning, but, you know, that is a storm that is you know on the other side of the river, um, you know, 15, 20 miles away. It just, you know, you saw a flash of light way, way off in the distance. It's safe to play on. But look, having said that, I get it. Uh, anytime a game official spots lightning in the area, you you have to. Uh, you know, based, you know, delay the game, ask fans to be smart, shelter in place, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So hopefully none of the games tonight deal with any real gusty thunderstorms that uh, move through and there aren't any real dangerous situations that uh, that pop up. But got to tell you, the storms last night were really feisty. We had lots of reports of uh, storm damage. Thankfully, nothing major. You know, there will not be uh, any site survey teams, to my knowledge, 
that will be coming to central Pennsylvania today to take a look at any storm damage. A lot of reports of, you know, individual uprooted trees, uh, some power lines that were taken down, that sort of thing. Tree branches that got knocked down. I know there was a large tree that got knocked down on Interstate 83 in York. Thankfully, no one was hurt. Boy, that is the type of thing that, you know, I hate to say it, but th- that can that can lead to a fatal accident. You get a big old tree that just falls down in the middle of I-83 in the middle of evening rush hour, either you know, lands on top of a car or, you know, it lands right in front of a car that doesn't have time to stop. So thankfully, no one was hurt there. Obviously, it was a big traffic backup, though. So, yeah, the storms that moved through last night were, were a serious slash severe. Uh, fingers crossed that we avoid a, a similar scenario here uh, for Friday evening. And then. Most of Saturday, if you have plans to head up to the Penn State game, I think that should go off without a hitch. Uh, It looks like storms on Saturday will be during the evening and then kind of some hit or miss showers and storms popping up during the day on Sunday. But um, a lot of spots in and around our area saw over an inch of rain last night. Very, very beneficial. A lot of the lawns, especially after this heat wave, uh, so far, uh, early in the month, but so far up until uh, yesterday up until Thursday, September had been all but you know a completely dry month. So we did need the rain. Hopefully that'll help a lot of the lawns out that have uh, gotten themselves kind of browned out here. And uh, you know more rain here over the weekend. We don't want the severe storms. We don't want the severe weather. But you know the rain that we get out of these, even when they ring themselves out a little bit and bring some pretty heavy rain, is in the long run you know beneficial for us here in Central PA. So. Heading into the weekend, yes, we are done with the heat wave. That is certainly some good news in that we're not dealing with the heat wave anymore here heading into the weekend. Um, in fact, you know, highs on Saturday are going to be in the mid-80s. And then we're talking about highs on Sunday that are only going to get to around 80 degrees. And some really good news in that uh, next week, while it does look a little unsettled and there are rain chances, uh, some scattered showers and storms midweek, Uh, It looks a lot cooler. In fact, by the end of next week, there is a scenario, and I think this is probably pretty likely, where we're talking about high temperatures that are somewhere between like 72 and 76. And won't that feel nice after this heat wave that we just contended with here uh, this week? So um, by the time we get into next week, our average high temperature is down to 80 degrees, so, you know, not certainly not uh, anything unusual when we start talking about, you know, the second week of August. Next Friday is the, I should say, the second week of September. Next Friday is already September 15th. Amazing how quickly it goes now that we have Labor Day behind us. So, yeah, we are a week away from essentially being halfway through the month of uh, September. So not unusual to, you know, have high temperatures that are down into the mid-70s. And that's when we should be getting into some of that really comfortable Uh, fall weather that we really enjoy. I've always said this, you know, autumn, fall, uh, my favorite season on the calendar. Uh, My favorite forecast is sunshine in 70s. I love the changing of the seasons, but I, for one, am especially after this week, really looking forward to uh, having some days where we're we're in the 70s for our highs, you know, where you still get away with shorts. You can still get away with, you know, a t-shirt or a polo shirt or a golf shirt. Um, you know, but it's just really, really comfortable to uh, to sit outside, be outside, and uh, enjoy the outdoors. And I, I noticed this week, and some of it, of course, has to do with the fact that we've been so dry. But I did notice this week uh, that some of the leaves starting to change a little bit. And uh, wow, when you really think about how we're a week away from mid September, uh, you know, 
blink folks in October is going to be here. And, uh, you know, we're going to be, we're going to be, instead of mowing the lawns, we're going to be out there raking up leaves, uh, sooner rather than later. We're really only about a month away, uh, for a lot of people, maybe putting the lawnmower away for good. And, uh, Getting out the leaf brower or getting out the rake or whatever your method is for uh, for rounding up the leaves here in central PA. All right. I want to touch on Hurricane Lee, which has certainly become a big weather story and will continue to gain some momentum here heading into next week. So as it stands right now, Hurricane Lee, Category 5 major hurricane, max sustained winds of 165 miles per hour. No, folks, there is no such thing as a Category 6, although tell that to some of the I'll just say it because it's the podcast. Tell that to some of the morons that are on TikTok talking about a Category 6 hurricane. But at any rate, it goes no higher than Category. And more on the morons on TikTok here in a moment. But it it goes no higher than Category 5. And uh, so, you know, we're talking about a serious, serious hurricane here. And uh, right now, the current forecast data has it actually weakening a little bit. In the next week, down to a Category 4 as it gets out over some some cooler waters and runs into uh, a little bit of shear. So the updated forecast from the National Hurricane Center, you know, only takes it out about 120 hours. Um, But there are some longer range models and some longer range ensembles that are starting to come together with the idea. And this would be, by and large, a pretty good scenario for the United States that do keep it just out to sea, three, 400 miles off the coast. It basically splits the gap, splits the uh, splits the eye of the needle between Bermuda and the United States, and then goes way up north. Possibly Maine, possibly Nova Scotia, uh, possibly a landfall in Canada. Uh, because of the cooler waters there, likely would be significantly weakened from you know what it is now, but still would be you know an issue. Tell me you have a storm of that magnitude making landfall anywhere. I don't care. It's going to be an issue, okay? No matter, you know, how how much it's weakened as a result of the actual wind speed. You still have all that water and you still, you know, have all of that rain that is eventually going to, you know, have to wring itself out somewhere. Hopefully it's way out in the Atlantic. Hopefully this is just a fish storm and there's no landfall anywhere. But, you know, one of the things I wanted to address and, and clean up because, as of yesterday, I started getting people um, via social media. Uh, I got an uh, email as well asking me about Lee because, you know, we talk about this all the time on the podcast. What moves the meter more on social media than your good old fashioned clickbait? And I don't get on TikTok very often. I do have a TikTok account. Uh, I don't get on it very often. Occasionally I post. Um because I, it just, I guess at 53 years old, what is on TikTok for the most part just doesn't work for me, doesn't really interest me. Um, crazy videos of, you know, people riding a unicycle while eating an ice cream cone and, and and worse, whatever they've got on TikTok. It just, it doesn't, it, I don't find it all that entertaining, funny. Um, and I, it's completely because of my age. I know that. Uh, because it's, it's definitely something that younger people really enjoy and cool, whatever, but it's just kind of not for me. Um, however, it has been brought to my attention and it's something that's being shared within the community of meteorologists about all of these crazy videos that people are making 
passing themselves off as weather experts on TikTok, making these outlandish predictions. Uh, one that really gained traction, there was a girl, and of course, she's a young, attractive female. She did this whole thing, I guess, about three weeks ago about a Category 6 hurricane that was going to land in Florida on September the 6th. And this thing had like millions of views and shares. Folks, that's scary. That is scary. When you have, A, talking about a Category 6 hurricane, uh, the scale only goes to five. And then you have three weeks out, somebody basically saying, I'm letting you know now that there's going to be a Category 6 hurricane and it's coming to Florida. So be ready on the 6th of September. I mean, that is just beyond. And, and then it gets shared everywhere. And unfortunately, I think there are actually some people that took that as the opinion of someone in the know or an expert. And that is frankly scary that there would be that kind of misinformation out there that is being shared over and over. And over. look, I could care less how many followers the girl gets, how many views the video gets, you know, whatever. Good for her. Uh, but basically capitalizing, and I'm sure she's monetizing her account and getting paid for the the likes and the views. Uh, so, hey, you know, uh, you know, she's laughing all the way to the bank. Um, but, you know, that is just scary. So I've had people now reach out to me and ask me about Lee, uh, about plans for late next week, next weekend. Because remember, folks, we're talking about a storm. You know, it, 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 the way the scenario is right now, we're talking about a storm that wouldn't even begin to make its turn around Bermuda until probably Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. And then if it does stay out to sea and away from us, it would be passing by us way out in the Atlantic like Thursday, Friday of next week. So long, long way to go with this one. But already, because of all of the misinformation that is out there on social media, people are starting to ask me about Lee and should they be prepared? And what does this mean? I had somebody ask me, you know, hey, I, I've got a big event next Friday night, talking about Friday, September the 15th. You know, should should I be moving it because this hurricane's coming? And I'm just like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, no, uh, you should not eight days out cancel your plans, uh, your outdoor event here in central Pennsylvania of all places because a hurricane is coming. Like, I'm sorry, but, you know, and apologies. <laughs> Hopefully the gentleman that sent me that question isn't isn't because uh, I responded politely, but hopefully the gentleman that sent me that question isn't listening to the podcast, but um, apologies to the, that guy. But I mean, come on, man, like, really, like, come on, you know, you're going to cancel your your plans eight days out your outdoor event because you think a hurricane's going to come directly over Halifax, Pennsylvania. Come on. Like, what do you expect me to say? Yep. Go ahead. Cancel it. Yep. Definitely cancel. Uh, everybody should evacuate. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm sounding the alarm now, eight days away. And there's no, you know, credible forecast model that even has it coming anywhere near Pennsylvania. But yeah, we need to evacuate. Like sometimes I just, sometimes I just shake my head, but it is the result of so much misinformation that is out there with these storms and with hurricanes. So what we always tell you guys is whether it's us here at CBS 21, you know, find a credible, we prefer to be us, find a credible weather source that you like, that you think is credible and stick with it. 
uh, do not get caught up in the noise and the clutter and all of the stuff that's out there that is clickbait, basically. So, so we will be watching Lee uh, well into next week. But that's all it really is right now is one that's in the one to watch category. I'm encouraged by what I'm seeing right now by the long range models uh, that uh, you know a good portion of the United States may not be affected by Lee, but that the die is far from cast, and we have a long way to go with this one. So. That's one that we will be talking about well into next week. Stay with us, you know, over the weekend, Tom, Ed, myself, we'll keep you updated on social media, keep you updated on the air and keep you updated well into next week. But uh, hey, beyond that, uh, excited about some cooler weather next week and some weather that is actually going to feel like fall here in central PA. And, you know, won't that be nice? So appreciate it, folks. As always, we thank you for tuning in to another edition of It's Raining Mets.